We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Raptors Nation? Luca here, back with the Raptors Nation podcast on this Thursday. We are going to dive into a couple of topics I want to get into for today. Of course, the Raptors are coming off an impressive win, arguably their biggest win of the season against the Dallas Mavericks on Wednesday night. So let's dive right into it. Before we get started, do me a solid, hit a like on the video, and subscribe to the channel here on the Raptors Nation YouTube channel for all things Raptors. Also, you can find this podcast wherever you get your podcasts on Apple, iTunes, or Spotify. So the Raptors don't look now, guys, but they have won two games in a row, and they are quietly building some momentum as the Raptors coming off their best win against the Mavs. They go into Dallas, hand the Mavericks their first loss at home of the season. Raptors beating Dallas in Dallas for the first time since 2019 when they had Kawhi Leonard. And this was a game where the Raptors pretty much controlled from the second quarter and on. I mean, their defense was stellar. Their offense actually looked good. They dominated points in the paint, 71 points in the paint. I mean, the Dallas Mavericks defense was a complete non-factor in this one. You could tell they were missing Derek Lively the second as the Mavs had virtually no rim protection. And as a result, Pascal Siakam feasted 31 points, definitely bounced back in a big way. Ojin and Obi chipping in. Scotty Barnes had his worst game in terms of shooting, but he still had a solid outing, almost posted a triple-double. I mean, 14 rebounds. Scotty Barnes is now averaging 20-plus and 10-plus rebounds on the season. This was just a nice performance by the Raptors, and we'll get more... Uh, we'll get to more about the bench later on, but the bench was obviously standout. They finally came to play. But, I mean, this is a Raptors team that, you know, it's still early, but four and four, three nice wins against teams that should be in the playoffs, in my opinion, Timberwolves, Bucks, and this Mavs team. And you can make an argument the Raptors could be five and three, even six and two, because the Raptors completely melted down against the Bulls. They should have never lost that game. And they didn't take the Blazers seriously. So you take those two wins back. The Raptors are all, are all of a sudden 6-2 and two and in the driver's seat among one of the best records in the Eastern Conference. So this is a team, all things considered, they've played nice. It's crazy because that wasn't the tune last week going into this week. The Raptors, you know, 
all the talk was about this road trip and how they were going to look and how they were going to take on Victor Webanyama. That was going to be difficult. Then you got to turn to Dallas. Then you got to turn to Boston, which is this Saturday. But so far, the Raptors have done a good job on this road trip. They're going to wrap up the road trip in Boston, but coming away with some nice wins in San Antonio, in Dallas. And if there's ever a time that you can maybe catch the Celtics off guard, it's Saturday because the Celtics, you know, they lost two in a row. They're going to be playing tomorrow. But that is a team that maybe the Raptors can catch them being vulnerable. So the Toronto Raptors, it's crazy how much the tune has changed. But we're going to continue to give this team, you know, some leeway here. There's obviously going to be growing pains. There's going to be ups and downs. But I've really liked what I've seen from the consistent production from guys like Ojin Anobi, Scotty Barnes, Dennis Schroeder. I mean, Lakers fans are dearly missing Dennis Schroeder right about now. The Lakers look like a mess. Meanwhile, Dennis Schroeder consistently puts up his numbers. And the two other key factors, which is what I mentioned in my recap the other uh, night or yesterday, go check it out, is, you know, can the bench be consistent? Give you more like they gave you against Dallas. Can Pascal Siakam be consistent? Because look, Pascal Siakam, he bounced back, right? Got to give him his credit there, but I'm not ready to say, oh, you know, Pascal Siakam is in fact back because we kind of seen it where Siakam, he shows up and then he goes away. And this was a matchup that Pascal Siakam, I mean, if he didn't dominate in a matchup like this, it would have been very concerning because nobody could guard him inside, especially with no rim protection. I want to see how Pascal Siakam is going to show up against a good Boston Celtics team on Saturday when he doesn't have a favorable matchup and he's got to find other ways to get going. Kind of like, you know, what Scotty Barnes showed us. And this was actually a really good way for Scotty Barnes to show us, hey, even though, you know, his shot isn't falling, the three from the field, he struggled, he can still impact the game in other ways. I mean, the dude almost had a triple-double. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Still put up some blocks, some steals. So that is what great players do. And we are starting to see that come up from Barnes being able to impact the games in other ways. I want to see Siakam consistently give that all-star production because it's still way too early, I think, eight games in to truly tell if these two can coexist. Obviously, there's been flashes of brilliance where they both get theirs. And we've also seen instances where if it's Scotty filling it up, Siakam takes a backseat. Or if Siakam's filling it up, Scotty takes a backseat with his offensive production. So there's still a lot that needs to be seen before we can come to the forefront. I mean, my take has not changed about what direction I think this team should ultimately take. But what I'll say is this. For right now, 
this team is playing good basketball. And, you know, you just want to see them come together before you come forth with, with a conclusion about how you see this team faring long-term, what they should do. And that's kind of what Masai Ujiri and company did, right? Before jumping to conclusions and saying, you know, okay, we're going to give this guy a contract, this guy a contract. Let's play. Let's, let's see this thing out. Let this thing play out. And then we will make the call eight games in four and four, 500 treading upwards, but still we got to see more of this group play, especially when they start to take on better competition. Like I said, they beat in some nice teams, but let's see how they look against, you know, some more good competition. And then can they take care of business against the bad teams? Cause I always say great teams beat the bad teams. And they usually don't struggle against the bad teams. And for whatever the reason is, we've seen the Raptors have their struggles against teams that they should easily beat. So all in all, the Raptors trending upwards, you know, they're building some nice momentum. And we'll see how this team continues to look. Like I said, big matchup Saturday night in Boston. I think that's going to be a true measuring stick of where this Raptors team is at right now. Because obviously the Raptors have not been able to beat the Sixers, who I think are one of the best teams in the East. If they can't beat the Celtics, that shows, you know, there's still a lot of area of improvement. But if they can beat the Celtics in this span of a week, I mean, damn, yeah, that's going to be mighty impressive. And uh, that's going to go a long way in this team's overall trajectory for this season. So Raptors looking to keep the good vibes, 500. Let's see if they can get back to a game over 500. Remember, the last time they found themselves in that position was the first game of the season after they beat the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. All right, so I want to talk about OG and Anobi. Okay, Scotty Barnes is definitely the most positive story, but OG and Anobi is right there. And what do I mean by that? Because OG and Anobi is showing us that he can unlock that offensive potential, and he has been doing that. Like, OG and Anobi has been playing his best basketball, and it's been great to see because there's guys who take over offensively, take over defensively, but it's very rare to find a guy who does that on both ends at the same time. I mean, OG and Anobi, man. Like, this dude has had such an incredible season to this date. And he's had two back-to-back -back solid outings where he's finding his offense, shooting it efficiently, while playing tremendous defense on the other end. I mean... This dude is exerting so much energy defensively, and you would think as a result his offense would take a hit, but we have not seen that. I mean, there's not too many players that can go from guarding Victor Wabanyama while still getting his to guarding Luka Doncic, one of the best players in the NBA, along with Nikola Jokic, if we're talking about the MVP right now, and still get his. I mean, Ojin and Obi, another incredible outing, 26 points, didn't hit the seven threes like he did against the Spurs, but three of eight from three, nine of 17 from the field, five rebounds, two assists. And look, Luka Doncic, you know, he still got his, but he had a poor night shooting from the field and from three. And you could tell Luka was getting frustrated in that fourth quarter. That's the effect of Ojin and Obi. You got to credit Barnes too. And collectively, I thought the Raptors defense was sharp, but OG Ananobi's kind of that anchor. And we saw Doncic, he usually feasts on some of the moves that he was giving OG, getting inside. And everything was tough. Doncic, did, he had to earn every one of those points. The same with Kyrie. But in particular, I mean, this matchup was just unbelievable as OG, this dude is just a machine defensively. And you can make a case, you know, if we're talking about defensive player of the year right now, 
Ojinanobi would be among the players who would be in that conversation as this is via the lead best defended field goal percentage so far this season on a minimum 60 defended field goal attempts. Ojinanobi is among some of the top defenders. Jaden McDaniels is first, KCP second, Rudy Gobert third, Wemby's fourth, Kyle Anderson fifth, Gordon Hayward is sixth, Chris Paul seventh, Herb Jones eighth, OG Ananobi is ninth, followed by Xavier Tillman. So OG's in the top 10 when it comes to that. So, I mean, you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. I mean, OJ Anobi, you can he continues to be standout. This is per Josh Lewinberg, and it's true. I mean, OJ Anobi over the last two games, 50 points on 33 shots. That is such efficiency, man. While serving as the primary defender on Wemby and Luca, who needed 42 shots to score 51 points. And that's what I'm talking about. You're not gonna totally shut down great players like Luca, but if you make them earn it, that goes a long way, as we saw. And OJ Anobi rightfully so got the chain that the Raptors have been using to recognize player of the game, which by the way, I love it because you could tell that's building the morale in that locker room and the good vibes, team chemistry. And, you know, you can make case Siakam deserved it, but I thought OG was the best player just because, yeah, he served as the primary defender for Doncic, made him earn everything while still putting up 26 points. So, Ojin and Obi right now, he's averaging 17.6 points on 55% shooting from the field, which is just outstanding. 41% from three, which is just amazing. 4.3 rebounds, 1.7 assists, 1.1 steals, 0.7 blocks. So, I mean, we're still early. Obviously, eight games in. But OG and Anobi has been, you know, living up. Uh, my expectations of him because while everybody was talking about the Barnes leap, I was one of those guys. I was looking at OG to take a leap offensively. And I mean, so far he has done just that as, you know, you look at OG right now, he's having his best season as a pro and he's definitely having his best season when it comes to shooting the basketball. Obviously, you know, the rate that he's shooting it at isn't probably going to maintain because these are some pretty ridiculous numbers but if he can be a consistent efficient shooter while defending as well as he has been three and d to the max og ain't going anywhere the toronto raptors are not trading him teams like the mavs can only hope to have a player like og and there's a reason why masai ujiri and company have been so reluctant to not trading an OG and an Obi. And I think he has been very, very valuable to this Raptors team. Obviously, you know, I see him and Scotty being the pillars of the future. So 
it's been great to see OG's play. And you know he's going to get another tough assignment against Boston, all those lethal players that they have, you know, whether it's up him against Tatum. Um, yeah, OG, like I said, it's a very, very solid skill set to have when you have a guy who can score efficiently, hit threes, hit shots, and also serve as the guy who is guarding the other team's best player and containing him. I mean, that is just super valuable in the NBA. So we will see how OG continues to look on Saturday against the Celtics. I've been very, very impressed by him. And uh, this offensive outburst, if you like to call it that, has been a long time coming for OG, as that's kind of been one of the things that we've always looked at when it came to OG about his career. We knew he was always special defensively, but could he get it going offensively? And, you know, we saw that from a guy like Kawhi. Kawhi came into the league, not to compare the two. I know that is a comparison that usually, you know, that was usually thrown OG's way. But Kawhi, you know, for the first couple of his seasons, known for his defense, then he really took that offensive leap. And now we see the type of truly special player that he is. OG, obviously, younger than Kawhi. Uh, OG's 26. I think Kawhi's 31 now. So, look, there's still room for OG to take that massive leap. and. He's definitely trending upwards when it comes to that. All right, guys. The last thing I want to mention here on the pod. Is Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is the importance of the bench. So the Raptors bench finally, finally came to play. It's like, where has this been all along? But you know what? If there's ever a performance that the Raptors can build on in every asset, you know, bench, there's star players playing consistently, playing good defensively and offensively, it's against that Mavs team. But this bench, I mean, it looked very, very good. Finally, the bench coming through. The bench scoring 34 combined points. Gary Trent Jr., 16. Chris Boucher, 10. Malachi Flynn, 8. Basically comprising the entire bench production. Otto Porter Jr. did not score in 50 minutes. And Grady Dick, he continues to struggle with a shot. Zero points, zero assists, zero rebounds in seven minutes. But this was a nice game to see from Gary Trent Jr., who finally showed up. 16 points, efficient shooting numbers. Got that three ball to fall. And we saw a good sixth man in this game in Tim Hardaway Jr. for the Dallas Mavericks. When I looked at Gary Trent Jr., I thought he would be the Raptors' Tim Hardaway Jr., a guy who's going to consistently put up nice numbers from off the bench. And you just hope all it takes is a game like this to get Gary Trent Jr.'s confidence going because we saw it early on in this game. When Dallas got out to that terrific start in the first quarter, it looked like maybe 
you know, this was going to be Dallas's game throughout. The bench came in and gave the Raptors some nice solid minutes. And how many times have we seen it already in this early season where the starters have looked great, you know, they've done their job, and then the bench comes in and all of a sudden the other team makes a run. Well, the bench held their own in this one. You got to credit Gary Trent Jr. Chris Boucher, I thought was great. 10 points, two rebounds, high energy guy, had his ball, had his hands on the ball, you know, beating Luca to the punch on a rebound. Chris Boucher, he's another one of those important bench guys. And this was great to see because Precious remains out. It was expected that Precious was going to play in this one, but obviously the Raptors being extra cautious with Precious. Hopefully he's available against Boston. But, you know, it, it was nice to see Gary Trent Jr., Boucher step up, especially when the Raptors were already shorthanded by not having Precious. So Boucher was good in his minutes. And then I got to give credit to Malachi Flynn. Look, we've all been hard on Malachi. And, you know, he has received his fair share of criticism, especially for me. And he hasn't looked good at times, a lot this season. Let's call it for what it is. But Malachi Flynn came to play. And this was his standout performance of the season. And Malachi Flynn, he has not lost a spot in the rotation yet. It looked like it was heading towards that. But this performance might have saved his season because this is a game that now Malachi Flynn can build on. Malachi Flynn. Look, he didn't have star numbers, but he did what he needed to do. And that's the thing. The Raptors don't need Malachi Flynn to be a star at that back backup point guard role. They just need Malachi Flynn to give the Raptors serviceable minutes like he did and fill as a backup point guard. Because if Malachi consistently plays like he did against Dallas, the Raptors' backup point guard issue is non-existent. They got their backup point guard in Malachi. Because you look at Flynn, eight points. Got a couple of threes to fall, hit him at clutch moments. I thought in this game that, you know, every time it looked like Dallas was maybe going to make a run, Flynn hit the threes, perfect time to keep momentum on the Raptors' side. Four rebounds, four assists. I think he was a plus seven. I mean, this dude has been a minus all season long. And what is going to go unnoticed is actually Flynn's job defensively, particularly on Kyrie Irving. Look. He didn't stop Kyrie Irving, but he made it tough for Kyrie Irving. You saw Kyrie had to go deep in his bag to score on Malachi. And you saw the two were kind of going back and forth. Kyrie talking trash. Malachi wasn't phased by the future Hall of Famer. Malachi stood his ground, stood his own, and he played good defense, all things considered. So this was just a nice positive contribution from Malachi. And like I said, the Raptors need a lot more of this because if Malachi can give you this from off the bench, it's going to go a long way. And notice how in Malachi Flynn's best game of the season, the entire Raptors bench had their best game of the season. It's almost like the guy running the show for the second unit is so valuable to getting his teammates going and setting the tone for his teammates because we saw that. Malachi Flynn has his best game yet and the rest of the bench comes through. I know I'm saying the rest of the bench. Meanwhile, there's just three players. But look, sometimes it takes one guy to set the tone for some of the other players. And all you really need with this bench, we know Darko likes to go five guys deep. You just need three guys to give you solid contributions like we saw in this game. You know, Otto Porter Jr., Grady Dick, didn't do much. But it didn't matter because you had those top three guys produce. So... You know, if Malachi can give you this consistently, if Gary Trent Jr. can be that consistent sixth man, and then you get one of Boucher, Achua when he's back, 
or, you know, Otto Porter Jr., that would be enough to hold the fort down while you give the starters some much valuable rest. Because so far, all things considered, the starters collectively have looked good. I mean, the three constants have been Barnes, OG, and uh, Dennis Schroeder. And then the two inconsistent guys have been Siakam and Perto. But overall, I mean, you know, that five is giving you production, holding their own. You need the second unit to do their job. So Raptors bench, very, very important, especially if this team wants to take that next step this season and find themselves in the playoff picture. So the Toronto Raptors, all good things, you know, come in this team's way the last two games. They got a lot of good things that they can build on. Let's see how they look against the Celtics. Still very early into the season, but, you know, look, eight games in, and you'll definitely take this 4-4 four and four start, I think, if you're a Raptors fan, especially since you knew how tough the schedule was this early on. Obviously, they're not out of it yet with teams like Boston and the Bucks next week, but the Raptors just got to hang around here. And, you know, if they can continue to build, win these games, it's going to go a long way for this team's growth. So we will see how the Raptors look on Saturday, but that's going to conclude today's podcast. Let me know your thoughts down below. Again, guys, hit a like and subscribe to the channel. If you are watching on YouTube, if you are listening to this podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple, iTunes, and Spotify. That is it for me. This is Luca signing off. Thank you so much for watching. Until next time, stay safe. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.